I guess we're starting. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what time it is. It's time to holler if you hear me. Are my freaks in the house? Is that a siren and then some weird new metal playing? Bitch! It's time to get misogynist with a man whose affliction t-shirt tattoo. Fuck. Bitch! And nice. now he has the craziest, shittiest back tattoo in the world. He's just... Scott Steiners, who we're talking about. We're talking about Big Papa Pump. First off, we're going to start with him going solo. Uh, and um, We're going to start with he's done eating the pussy. The condom's fucking dragging him down. He's no, ripping it off. No, he's not done eating the pussy. When he leaves Rick, that's when he's like, no more double teams. Now it's just me and two broads because I'm a freak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Quietly, I think the craziest wrestler ever, Scott Steiner. I don't know if it's quiet. Uh, it's well compared to what he's actually like. The amount of times during the dark days of WCW, where he would just get on a live mic on live TV and essentially be like, "Let me tell you who's a faggot." Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, there's uh, one of the one of the better promos is he goes like, "Everybody in the back, Booker T. Goldberg, take a shower together." Yep. <laughs> like, it's just like here's a live mic in five minutes. Yeah. You guys are gay. Let me tell gay you, is bad. Let me tell you to all the people at home, and there's not that many because they're watching the other show because this product sucks. But he, uh, oh yeah, he did that one. But that—that's that- not the best one. The best one is where he, I can't. He basically calls DDP out on a live mic, and DDP yeah. for being a 50-year-old man woman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Just listen. Can't really. He's got the hair of your mom's friend who yeah. always smells like cigarettes. Yeah, he like he looks like my aunt Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> aunt Kathy Page. Yeah. Hey, um, but but the diamond cutter in her house is just her slicing an extra piece of cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would, and he was just a dick. Like he would do. There's a Steiner Goldberg match uh, that he just does the diamond cutter, and then all the other guys are have to be like, well, that's the diamond cutter, <laughs> and then Goldberg kicks out at one. Well, they're best basically like, yeah, we'll do this match, but uh, fuck DDP. Yeah. Right? Um. All right. Well. All right, but, okay. We'll, let's just talk about the DDP promo because this is. A very crazy part of it. Cause I this recently- is a good episode because I feel like we can talk for 30 minutes and then just do the promo at the end for the second half of the show, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't really need to talk. Just steal a botchamania. All we need to do is just go, hey, guys, Scott Steiner, go on YouTube. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we should. I will probably interstitial some Steiner promos whenever one of us pauses. I think we go. all need to go find Petey Williams and give him a hug because that guy... had such a career ahead of him and then they were like you're like a small scott steiner what shut up get over there (laughs) you're his you're his mini me i'm a regular sized man not compared to that guy who eats steroids (laughs) he did scott steiner did go through the barry darso school of being a heel though like he legit was like oh he would just come out and be like uh scott hey scott your uh persona is you're like a narcissist yeah yeah i get it white (laughs) trash Fat, fat white trash. I fucked you. Yeah. I'm a fuck you. Fuck you. You're fat. Like, if there was a live mic in the ring when Scott Steiner was wrestling, well, other people are like, okay, let's do an, an arm drag into a clothesline. He'd be like, I fucked you, man. <laughs> I fucked a referee because he technically is a woman to me because he only can do 50 push ups and I do 100 with my well, dick. I, well, I did watch the gold watch, I think, is a uh, clip that I'm assuming is going to get a lot of play. Uh, leading up to Goldberg's match against uh, Old Lezzy. But uh, there's a Goldberg Spears Lesnar at like a Legends of Wrestling thing uh, in a match against RVD. And uh, 
there is <laughs> you can hear Scott Steiner loudly just being like, "You're a bitch" <laughs> to people <laughs> in the crowd, and then he just goes like. Like he's saying hi to kids on the way in, and then as soon as RVD comes out, he just starts being a heel. Where he's like, "Your bob's a faggot." <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing I've ever heard. Um, one of the one of the one of, there is a, there is like a match in Puerto Rico where he yells, "Your mom's a faggot" at somebody. Yeah, or there's just every morning in the Scott Steiner household where he probably ha- he's, he's face palming one of his kids, being like, "Just so you know." My dick will always be bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the DDP promo, he does that. DDP apparently is actually a bit of a fucking handy badass and has fought some people backstage. Uh, Yeah, he before he was in wrestling, he was in night like he was a bouncer and a nightclub manager in Florida. So like, and he's like one of the he's the bouncer who they definitely would be like. I'll try this guy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the guy who's six five, like two hundred pounds, barely. Like you'll try him, not like yeah, me. Yeah, you're not gonna go after. Me. Yeah, because you're so fucking tough. Yeah, exactly. Me. If you guys uh, don't know what I look like, Google image Curtis Hughes. Yeah. Uh, Plus fat cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then right after that, Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> one's for business, one's for pleasure. Yeah. Oh, she looks like she's ten. Um. Oh, 10 Yana, 10. Okay. <laughs> Are there still those kids next door, John, that you asked me to not yell about? Yeah. Oh, those kids that you're monitoring. <laughs> what monitoring. are the kids doing? It's just oh, let's just look at John's <laughs> laptop that he has a vi- live stream it's of just the kids sleeping. The last episode we were Why recording, you were literally screaming squad. something about cum, and I could hear a baby crying. <laughs> no, you couldn't hear a baby crying. I could hear a baby crying. No, you couldn't. Yep. No, you couldn't. Offer blocked. <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a boat. No way, it's an office. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I do want to get to... Uh, okay, so the DDP fight, I just want to make this clear. Okay. So DDP, Scott Steiner, DDP basically goes, what the fuck is that? No punches thrown. Scott Steiner just starts to try and gouge DDP's eye out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because that's how he... Fu- like, there's a couple great Steiner stories. One of my favorite is... Not my favorite, but one of them is... Uh, Kim, there's this thing... Of, you can watch thing on this. Just type in Kimberly Page, Scott Steiner, where she talks about how Vince Russo was like, flash the crowd. And she said, no. Yeah. And then he, and then Steiner's came out of nowhere. and was like, come on, you stupid cunt. <laughs> show your tits. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then told uh, Dallas Page, who immediately got very mad. Because who would, if, <laughs> you stupid cunt, show your tits. Like at a certain and point, they need to remember it's not real. Like, I love wrestling, but it's like you don't. I never have been like, I want to see Kimberly Page naked because there's Playboy photos. Yeah. You can see that very easily. And I did a, a new. And I did another. Um, I watched another. We mentioned this on an earlier podcast, but Kevin Nash talks about like the hazing, and he was like, "Oh, I'm always always weird about locker room hazing." Like Scott Steiner was like, just just was like. Let me shove a pop bottle up your butt. <laughs> I was like, what? And he's like, and Nash was like, why would you want to do that? He's like, it's hazing. They're like, that's not hazing. That's like you're raping a man with a pop bottle. It's he's funny. like, no, it's it's funny that, that it's comes fun from, hazing. That comes from Kevin Nash, who's one of his best friends is Sean Waltman, yeah. who it was known that if you left your bag open, he was just going to shit <laughs> in it. Why? Why? 
I was having a. Uh, why is it that wrestlers think that's fun? Like, <laughs> do wrestlers. Because now wrestlers are starting to do stand up. Like, Piper did stand up before he passed. Uh, RVD did a bit of stand up. Like, there's all these people. Like, is King Kong Bundy's act just he comes out, shits on stage? <laughs> and everyone's like, huh? Well, that's very good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to think about it like this. He's like, like we, we have a different. <laughs> you and I are both comedians and wrestling podcasters. So we have a different perspective on life in no, that. We do not. We do. Fuck you. This is a good point. In that, you know, there's certain ways we live our life, certain choices, money-wise, perspective-wise, how we treat certain certain situations. Now, mm-hmm. imagine we're not that. We are people that professionally pretend to be zombies for the last <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. And we'll go to UFC fights and challenge an actual fighter to a fake fight yeah. to solve a real problem between them. Yeah. They Great. think that that's completely logical. So to them, it's like, he's shit in his bag because he's shit. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, when Jim Cornette is considered a reasonable yet well-thought genius of your industry, you're a pack of insane people. Oh, man. He's not reasonable, though. You C- can tell he's not. Because anytime anyone... No- like, he always is like... Well, Jim Cornette's one of those people where, like, he'll speak out against Vince Russo or someone like who's absolutely insane, and then you'll be like... Yeah, he seems reasonable, but then he, anytime you get like a normal person talking about Jim Cornette, they're like, that guy's fucking insane. Like, I mean, we've all seen the Dairy Queen video. I watched it again recently. Oh. It's like, you stupid cunt. We ordered the shit 20 minutes. Like, so good. If it's, we do it, uh, we're going to do a Cornette episode, and we're, that's going to be the promo. It's not even, it's the new stuff that he's getting into now, like where he, uh, he just talks about how Ryback's a pussy for time. <laughs> Why? He's just like, what? He's a pussy. He's a pussy. You just you had everything handed to you. Like, and he just—it's so fucking good. He's a <laughs> right, well, um, how he talks about how the Ultimate Warrior just because he's dead doesn't make it, make him a good guy. That's another great fucking line. Hey man, that's but that's like people do that. People are nice about dead people, and they shouldn't be. I guess. Um, but all right, let's go on to the old Steiny Stein. All right, uh, so Steiner, the way he turned, uh, everyone I'm assuming knows how he turned. Super right. Brawl, which Super Brawl was it, Dylan? Do you remember? Eight it was Super Brawl eight. But how he? But he did the great thing where he uh, at the lead up, he just got like the slow burn of he got he cut his mullet, he grew a goatee, he bleached his hair, he got into like a feud with Buff Bagwell. About who's uh, who's who's a naughty or hottier? Uh, yeah, who's got a better physique? And it's funny because they were like, because he started like getting even bigger. And when I say even bigger, like look at Scott Steiner when they win the New Japan World Title in 1991. Yeah, see that that man is roughly the size of a house. Uh, and then he gets bigger than that. Like he went from being normal guy on steroids to legitimately when by the time he was Big Papa Pump, I remember it's crazy. Well, I just remember looking at him being like, "That's fucking gross." Like he was like, I was a kid just thinking like, The Rock looks like regular muscular. Kane looks like regular. That guy looks like someone literally sho- shoved like a tennis ball under his arm. The thing I always bicep. remembered about his bicep is his bicep had a little bicep on top of it <laughs> well get, it had that fucking weird vein but the vein like it's like clearly his body wasn't meant to have that much muscle on it so the skin was just like just stretched over he's an, insane it was a ski mask essentially it was like a pantyhose on a face you yeah know his, I mean? his body was wearing spanks and that's those yeah. spanks were skin because here's the crazy thing we should actually start about this the way he gets into the wrestling industry he actually didn't team with rick immediately 
Uh, he did some jobber matches. He wasn't really teamed with Rick until like '89. He uh, Rick was a singles guy in the NWA because that's the thing people will do an individual yeah, Rick episode. But Rick was tabbed to be like huge. Yeah, Rick. Cause and you could see how much more over Rick is than Scott in like their tag team, especially because that Rick was in the Varsity Club. He was in all these sort of yes really touted factions. By the way, Varsity Club. A totally unsung, awesome fucking idea of here's three actual wrestlers from these big universities here in America, and they fucked it up slightly because they're managed by a Satanist. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, exactly. If they would have just had, like, Coach, if it would have just been, like, Coach Cornette, then that would be fine, right? And then, you know, just fucking fox catcher it up. Cornette molests them. Yeah, ah. Cornette molests them, and then Cornette Ooh. shoots one of them in the face with a gun. Um, so he basically leading to a three-day standoff that's only solved when they tell him to go take out the gra- the garbage or something like that, yeah. and then they tackled him. I think that's what happened. They got him to do it because he was so crazy. They were like, oh, you need to check the gas valve on the side of your house. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Just walked out. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Um, so anyway, he was uh, he never was, forget. Steiner was an all-American. Kurt though. Angle, part of Team Foxcatcher. Yeah. Like that little piece of information, you're like, oh, that's why you do the pills. That's why you do it. There's a voice in your head that will not be quiet. But that's crazy, though. It was like, can you imagine you really love the sport and there's so many peripheral sports where it's like basketball, baseball, where like, oh, I can go to a facility and be paid for it. And then the only way to be paid as a professional, actual, like, it sounds silly to say, but a professional amateur wrestler is like, Oh, this guy who wants to fuck you will give you fifty grand a year. Yeah, <laughs> this man wearing. Don't your worry, sh- this guy, this other guy, uh, Mark Schultz, your idol, uh, who I'm assuming also gets fucked by him, uh, will protect you. Yeah, all I'm saying is, what we're trying to say is, don't ever trust someone who wears shell suits two days in a row. <laughs> or the it seemed like the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, you never want a guy in a specific uniform. Like, you and I dress on theme, which is, you know, dudes heading up to the cottage to shut it down for the winter. <laughs> One pair of jeans got. Yeah. Mm. Why would you need to? If you got a mustard stain, then you just have mustard for a bit. <laughs> you just wash them and then wear them that day and don't go out during the day. Yeah. Rub my burger on my upper thigh for extra flavor. I'm dealing. I'm fat and I'm Chinese. I'm not that either. Uh, but I wanted to say one thing. Scott Steiner, the a house of steroids, uh, had I will say this had pr- had he become of age now, like had he been uh, a collegiate wrestler now, he probably would have gone to mixed martial arts and he would have been a middleweight because he he won he competed in 190 pounds. He was a top 10 uh, NCAA oh my wrestler. God, he would have been a middleweight. Like that's how many steroids this man did. I mean, people do develop later. No, know? but like, but like, no one develops ninety pounds of. Yeah, yeah. You develop a little. You develop some common sense. You don't develop most of Brock Lesnar's physique. <laughs> um, any kooky bookies. So Ooh, kooky uh, let me say this. Right, so he, so let's he, say this about the split. I want to talk about the split between him and Rick because I think it was baby. probably the last time that WCW did something so perfect that you could see it coming but you didn't know when it was actually going to happen so you kept watching wanting to see it happen something else they did with the steiner brothers too which is having the steiner brothers chase the outsiders for the tag team titles and those are two angles that are never brought up as actually great fucking 
structures by WCW. For example, they chased the Outsiders for a year. They did some amazing stuff where um, Scott and Rick got or Rick got attacked backstage, and Scott had to fight them by himself at a spring stampede yeah they would do it where and uh, so they they lost so they had to yeah. go back down to the bottom of contention for the tag team title yeah because at this time too it's like signings come in they're feuding with harlem heat and then they're feuding with the uh, and then the outsiders the nwo comes in so the outsiders win the tag titles and the thing is there's this whole thing where like the steiners and harlem heat could work together and win the titles but they never can really put aside their personal differences yeah. of scott obviously being a racist yeah scott continually referring to them as his kinta Kunta and Kinte. And they're like, what? No, You've sure. seen Roots? And he's like, no. That's and then what your names getting are. Cheered. Also, side note, I did watch the complete uh, <laughs> well, Billy and Chuck uh, marriage angle. And uh, one of the biggest pops I've ever heard in my life is when uh, Billy says he's not gay. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will. We will do a Billy Gun episode specifically to have that in it. Um, but when he's like, we're not oh. gay, everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> oh no! So good wrestling, wrestling. All right. Um. So they break up at Super Bowl eight. Um. And obviously, and really, this leads to it's so insane because with Rick, like he's so over, and it's so clear that Scott is like. They're both like muscle bound dudes, mm-hmm. like a really good take on a powerhouse tag team. Um, and Rick is the kind of like star of the tag team just because he has the most personality. Scott's really just like all American man with long and hair. And Rick is also a tremendously good professional wrestler, like in the ring, yeah. especially for tag teams. He's very They're good. They're both great. Uh, Scott. Scott is fucking great. Scott was, but the problem is, is that once he got super big, there wasn't a lot you could do with him. I think that and because he, was he was just too broken down. Like you no, think about this. No, I disagree because it was also one of those things where it was also He's already been a professional. By the time he turns heel, he's been a professional for 12 years and people forget this, but he they made a good portion of their living in Japan and if you watch those matches, it's like fucked up how <laughs> like how stiff that I mean, obviously like Masawa died in the ring, everyone knows that, but it's fucked up how stiff they are. Like yeah. they're just like Frankensteinering people on the top of their head. Scott in one of the greatest moves that's not used outside of literally not used outside of No Mercy, uh, the Steiner screwdriver, the suplex into a tombstone pile driver where you don't use your knees, you just sit out like a yeah. regular pile driver. So like this guy has a fucking ton of mileage on his goddamn body already. I agree, but there's also you can adjust your style, that sort of stuff. The problem also with him once he turned heel about a year after when the NWO is disbanded and they get into the Millionaires Club angle. Jesus Christ. Is that Scott Steiner, there's no because he won't listen to anyone, he because he's so roided up and ragey and doing these crazy promos, there's nothing you could really do with him. You can't build around him anything like that. And he's also they do all these angles where he's such a vicious heel, you have to keep him as a heel forever. Because basically, um, him and Buff Bag, he like Buff Bagwell gets hurt. Buff Bagwell comes back from that neck injury just to attack Rick Steiner, and him and Scott Steiner basically just beat up Rick Steiner for a year, beat up everyone. You could never use him as a babyface, even though with that look and stuff like that and his past history, he would have been a great babyface. And so, but and then in ring, it just it suffered in that like the Steiner fucking recl- Steiner recliner looked awful. Um, he wouldn't snug up certain moves. It was just it just the Steiner recliner did look very bad, but you needed the, you have to remember 99 it's like 
you needed to have a variation of the camel clutch. Like that's my big a big thing. Of like like why the RKO is successful and everyone jumps on the RKO is yes, it is the diamond cutter, but it's like a variation of the diamond cutter. You know, yeah. Like you can't just have him do the camel clutch. And I think it looked. I, I disagree. And, and I it made you, no sense. Yeah, I it, think you can just do the camel clutch and just go because it's also like they're going. Okay, he's doing the camel clutch, but think about it, everybody. Look at how big his arms are. So traditionally in the camel clutch, all the pressure is on the lower back of the spine and the shoulders. With this guy, it's also on the neck and uh, on the head. And see, like, look how much he's wrenching it, all that sort of stuff. And all you do to get it over is you just have him fucking make someone get injured for fucking six months. No, the problem isn't getting it over. The problem is just, like, at that time, you can't give anyone... Think about everyone's... But no one's finishing move at that time. finishing moves at that time. Sting had a reverse DV. Like, no one had a traditional wrestling finishing move except really for Hogan. A rock had the rock bottom. No one used that as a finish. Uh, Austin had the, the stun- stunner. No one used that as a finish. No one used... Except for Johnny Ace in Japan when it was called the Ace Crusher. <laughs> Everyone nice. come. No, that was the diamond cutter. Uh, no, the Ace Cutter was the stunner. No, because the whippersnapper was the stunner. But Mike, that was from he took his shit from Mikey Whipwreck. No, he took it from John Laurinaitis because it was taught to him by Michael Hayes, and Michael Hayes would not have known who Mikey Whipwreck was because he would yes, not he have gotten have. drunk with Mikey yes, Whipwreck in yes, a Marriott in the wrong. 80s, wrong. and that's how Michael Hayes knows everything. Wrong. You're yeah, right. File. You're right in that I'm I not wrong. Right. I'm right. <laughs> uh, yeah, these, I'm just saying these are outsider finishing moves, so you have a top guy. You need a move that's pretty much new, so he gets to sign a recliner. I think it's great. It's it's a good example I think it's of a, how if you commit to rebuilding a character you could make a guy yes but you could have just done the camel clutch and done what they did in ecw which is it's not called the camel clutch anymore what is it canadian crab fuck you like just incredible's finishing move was the that's incredible and it's just a tombstone yeah but the he it's just something different like the way he picked him up was different he would pick him up like for uh what do you call that he would pick him up by the waist he wouldn't like Pick him up for a body slam and then switch it over, like the Undertaker would. He would yeah. pick him up by the waist, flip him over, and then he did like a New Japan Juniors power bomb, or sorry, Tombstone, not like the Undertaker's, you know, slower, fit his character Tombstone, you know. So uh, that's all I'm saying is that like you had to have a little bit of a hiccup in the move, even if it didn't make sense. Um, so he basically becomes a heel. He immediately wins the, uh, not immediately, but he wins the U.S. title, the television title. So basically, they're doing really well with him. He feuds with Goldberg. Here's an interesting thing, and let me just And do one of the unsung feuds, I think, in wrestling history. I thought it was great. Him and Goldberg? No, nope. I mean, not, I don't think, all right. It wasn't great. Yeah. But if they would have just kept Vince Russo and all the outside stuff out of it, it would have been fucking great. Yeah, like because it's just... Some of the matches he had, were f- they were fucking great. Like These two just big... Just them fucking suplexing each other is great. Sorry. I was going to say, I agree. Those two big guys, that's an attraction. That's something interesting to see. Again, it gets marred in the fact that Scott's presentation himself is very, very bad. And also just his in-ring ability. Yeah, he was hurt, whatever. It was just... He just didn't sell things right. I just didn't... Because this is when I was watching... By doing this podcast, I've realized I watched way more WCW than I did WWF just because we had TBS in Canada. And I it just it wasn't it never connected. No, it did. All right. I guess I'm wrong. Oh wait, fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck. 
you, John. Oh, right. Because the thing is, the people they were giving mic time to in the WWF were The Rock, they were Stone Cold Steve Austin, they were Triple H. So basically, you have two guys who keep your attention, long throw line, and a third guy who's boring as all fucking hell. And uh, with Scott Steiner, they would give the man the microphone, and he would just, he would just say shit. That's right. But they were like, go, go shoot, Scott. He would be like, and then he would just do that, but then not forward a storyline. No, he would just come out and be like, "I got the biggest jobs, Ric Flair. Yeah, you got fucking women. I fuck you, women. I fuck <laughs> you. You're a woman. Bye bye." <laughs> it was like you weren't supposed to. You were supposed to talk about Sid Vicious. He's like, "I do what I want." Scott, you're gonna be fighting Shane Douglas. Hey, there's a place in Philadelphia called ECW. Paul Heyman, I fucked your mom. She's dead. I was the reason for the Holocaust, <laughs> and I did that so I could fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your mom. <laughs> Um, all right, but he does. Uh, but what did you, did you ever watch any of the Goldberg matches? Yes. Did you like them? They were good. I, I agree with what you're saying. They're good, and also the outside stuff really affected all of WCW. Like it was a solid. Everyone talks about 2000 it's WCW. Like also, it's the worst thing of all time, and it was from a like a from a bulking. But they had enough. No, the thing with, to keep that like company going. The thing with late WCW, the problem with late WCW is the sum of its parts were so rotten. But there were moments of really good stuff. The first um, uh, Vampiro Sting match, great. The idea that they built this whole thing with Billy Kidman versus Hogan, which was such a cool idea angle of like this guy's been holding us all down and now I'm gonna fucking beat him up. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is that they were like, but Hogan's the babyface. And Kidman is the bad guy, and it's like, no, you got to make it so Hogan's the bad guy and Kidman's the babyface, and build it up that way. The fact that they finally did a Shane Douglas Ric Flair match and never mentioned their problems on the internet, except saying Shane Douglas has said some stuff about the nature. There was a bunch of actually good ideas in that moment that they started. They were really good at writing a first chapter even then, and they never fucking followed up on it. And also, they were definitely building towards Booker T. Scott Steiner as being sort of the big marquee feud, which could have gotten them somewhere, quite frankly, if they had prepared Scott Steiner. YOLO. If they'd prepared Scott Steiner in the way that Triple H was portraying himself uh, leading into the match with Booker T. at WrestleMania 19, and all they needed to do, because especially a black underdog fighting a white muscular man in a predominantly southern territory that would have brought a lot of fans and some media attention especially if booker t beat him which he did on the final nitro which he did on the final nitro but they didn't build it that way yeah and he's one of the the thing about steiner uh the reason why i think he's one of the last crown jewels of wcw and the weird thing is in between him even between uh, wcw folding and him joining the wwf uh wwe rather afterwards you get uh steiner beat is one of the few people to beat goldberg like he does it with literally it's like vince russo hits him with a bat i was about to say medasia hits him with a bat steiner hits him with a lead pipe over and over again and beats him but he beats him do you know what i mean like there's a ton of people who also lose to goldberg in these no dq matches and goldberg murders everybody because he's the super soldier so they do put him over, and then he beats Booker T at Mayhem for the title um, in January. Because he was like he was the champion up until like the last day when he he wanted to ride out his contract. Yeah, which turned Bo- out to be a bad like everyone who rode their contract out. It turned out to be such a bad idea in the long term. Like the people who like let- I think DDP would disagree with you on that. 
But what, think about the people that uh, didn't do it. All right, well, Bagwell fucked up. DDP fucked up. Booker T, though, like he's been working there for like off and on for 14 I also years. don't think DDP fucked up. I think that the WWE didn't know what they had in Booker T or in Diamond Dallas Page, quite frankly. And because they, they shouldn't have brought him in as the stalker. His idea... Yeah, but his idea would never fly like they no but here's how you do it but you here's got, how you fucking do uh, it let's not fantasy book the, i'm not the, fantasy book like i'm just play. making i'm making this point and then i'm gonna pivot to scott Steiner because it's the same thing which is okay diamond dallas page wanted to come in and do people's champ versus people's champ all you needed to do was have him come in attack the rock and say i'm the people's champ of wcw and it, everyone in the wwf including me who liked ddp and wcw would be like you're not the real people's champ. The Rock is. Fuck you. And we all want to see The Rock beat the piss out of this old woman man. Yeah. In the same way that Scott Steiner, when they brought him in, they needed you just needed to make him a bit of a monster asshole and just basically just been like, did, no, they didn't. They just had him come in, attack Triple H, and then Triple H beat him because Scott Steiner couldn't no, really wrestle in, anymore. He came in as the ultimate three agent. We're not going to skip ahead. I want to say this before we skip ahead to his WWE debut. No, we're going to talk a lot about his time in World Wrestling All-Stars. What was his last stable he was in at WCW? The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> How did you know that? Because I was watching WCW at this time. Oh, the Magnificent Seven? What was the Magnificent Seven? Seven? Ric Flair's Magnificent Seven? Yes. Oh, my God. It was the worst idea ever. It was... Oh, I can't remember who they all were, but Scott Steiner, Ric Flair... Mm-hmm. I know Road Warrior Animal, Buff Bagwell, Lex Luger, Rick Steiner, Jeff Jarrett. They already reunited the Steiners. And they didn't really. No, wait. All right. So, all right. Here's what it was. Uh, did you, I don't know if you said this. Steiner. All right. So, Steiner, Jarrett, Luger, Buff Bagwell, and Road Warrior Animal. By the way, Road Warrior Animal was brought in as their the surprise member. It's really weird. Road Warrior Animal is just like, if I was to be like, do you want dessert? And you're like, I would love dessert. Mm. And it was just the cherries that accompany a pie. What a great fucking metaphor. I completely I agree. the pie. I want to eat you out, Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> well, suck me, fucker. <laughs> well, I'm going to need some Coke. Oh, what a load. Oh, we're in England. Let's go hang out with the Hells Angels and I'll stay here an extra week. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that is what happened after SummerSlam 91, apparently. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, you could tell. Oh, man, I forget which pay-per-view it is, but I think it's the one where they first won the titles and uh, they hit the Doomsday device and Hawk just goes up on the top rope and drunkest man just points like we're in the fucking game uh, oh you mean when he starts doing that while the guy is being penned yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was clearly him who was supposed to do it and an animal has to run over and pen him jesus christ <laughs> well also animals promos check it out here's here's my impression of animal gonna beat you get it fair that's also my who is that there's a lot of people on this podcast but no, but Road Warrior, the best part was he would just go like, we're going to do it, and then it's going to happen. Tell him, Hawk. Well, what you got to do is wear cheese in your boots. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Paul. We're uh, we're going to win. I we, I read the <laughs> Wall Street Journal. I was reading the, the Legion of Doom, everybody. Um, so anyway. So Scott Steiner. 
Scott Steiner. The weird thing is when you watch Steiner Brothers promos, Scott Steiner still has the same voice, but he's doing like this. I don't know, man. I'm just not prepared to hear Scott Steiner not call someone a fat bitch, I don't yeah. think, because when he's like, we're good competitors and we're going to win the title, and then Rick Steiner's like, oh, and then Scott, they hand it back to Scott, and he's like, we're coming for you, Harlem Heat. Yeah. And then that switches ch- ch- into like, you're poisonous cunt is going to get fucked by my wrestling cock. Good night, everybody. Here's the thing also with the Steiner brothers and then, and Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner, great wrestling gear. Great. Just simple white or black with a little bit of logo. Mm. The Steiner brothers fucking gear was the worst. Disagreed. Ever. What the fuck? It looks like those fun coats people wear now. Oh, they were awful. (laughs) That was great. And also. Singlets with like. Whenever it takes. It looked like the inside of that Saved by the Bell diner. And whenever it t- <laughs> the Max, it looked like the inside it of the Max. It looked like the inside of the Max on a signal. Also, when that? a tag team is not wearing matching uniforms, I'm immediately upset. Why? You're a team. They were wearing matching uniforms. No, they were always different colors, and that no, bugged the shit. Yes, they were. Look John, it up. Look it up. Look it up. Looking, Everyone. I watched several matches. No, you didn't. John. Yes, I. All you did. did. Your eyes were glued on the head shrinkers. So he moves to the WWA. So he was okay to work in the WWA. Oh, I, this was after his uh, contract expired. Yeah, this is after his contract. Yeah, and I don't think being okay to work in the WWA was kind of like saying, like, you can breathe, right? Like, I can. <laughs> yeah, all right, great. Get in the ring. Oh, my God. Is that Vern gone yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose to me tonight, kid. Yeah. There's a thing or six you got to learn about me. I'm going to do to you. Shooter. I'm going to do to you to what I eventually did to an old Mexican man in my old folks' home. You see that guy out there? Murder you. You see that guy in the UFC? They couldn't take me. I'd waste lock them, and then they'd get bored and sleep, and that's when I'd pin them. Um, so he goes to the WWE uh, as a singles. And I thought they did a re- uh, this was the original brand split. Bischoff and Steph Bischoff representing Raw, Stephanie re- representing SmackDown. They're both trying to woo him. Um, first uh, of all, he pause, 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 pause. Those are not the original two heads of the brand split. Originally, it was Vince McMahon on SmackDown and Ric Flair on Raw. You got it wrong. No, but at the time Steiner came in. I know. I'm just saying you said the original brand split, and then later they appointed their own general Listen, managers. Just because you know a thing doesn't mean you have to say it. I just, I'm just preparing. We got some heat for not being incredibly factually accurate about fucking Sean Waltman, and that tweet really hurt my heart. Well, you know what? The, that person who tweeted that is a virgin, <laughs> and they've never fucked anyone. Let not accurate, for- accurate. It's an accurate statement. Not only are they a virgin, they've never fucked anybody. They don't know what sex you is. You can fuck people without being a virgin. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that you are secretly, you just want to be Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah, a lot of what I have come to be is Scott Steiner. Yeah, it's in the way I like, that... Uh, all I care about is my freaks and my peaks. My <laughs> freaks mean the one woman I'm in a consensual relationship with. That you love very much. mean cocaine. Uh... So anyway, they're trying to vie for him. He comes in, beats up Matt Hardy and uh, Chris Nowitzki. Um, so <laughs> then he gets in his feud with Triple H. And this is my favorite. This is how the Fed works. Uh, he comes in and I like the year or two off, I think, of not being active really destroyed his body. Yeah. Because you can even see in the Hardy-Nowitzki match, or even in the run-in, you can see how all of a sudden limited his movement is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes in. He can't really move that well. So 
Uh, he wins one match with Triple H by DQ and then gets pinned. Basically, I assume after the first match, Triple H, this guy can't fucking work. Just throw him out there. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then he moves on to one of the greater things. Uh, Steiner faces off uh, against Chris Lewinsky in a debate over the Iraq I'm war. I'm so happy we got to this. Because how the fuck did Steiner not just grab the microphone and just be like, Dow heads, get out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you guys with the burnt skin, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> because this people forget this. You got this women. I kind of stopped watching wrestling because I was like, oh, this isn't okay whatsoever. Oh, no. This was the darkest times of all the darkest times of wrestling where it's like. Because they would. The Rock came out even and was like, uh, I don't like him. <laughs> well, this is also the beginning of. This is when, you know. Muhammad, what's the fucking face comes in? Mahan? No, this is this is years before Muhammad Hassan. This is like two or three. Years oh yeah, you're right. This is but yeah, but it's Muhammad it's Hassan. building up to Muhammad Hassan. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do right now is uh, I'm going to play the Chris Nowitzki Scott Steiner great uh, Iraq debate. Tonight's topic is Operation Iraqi Freedom, and in this debate, in this debate, Scott Steiner will argue in favor of the operation. Obviously. And Chris Nowinski <laughs> will argue against it. Let me explain, gentlemen, the rules. Each participant will be given their opportunity to make their case, and if either of the one of you interrupts, they will be disqualified. Understand? Pause, pause, pause. So, okay, one guy, Chris Nowinski, for those of you who haven't seen it, is dressed like a fucking Ivy League nerd. He does that. He has a great – he has a, a Ivy League nerd – and B, he has the great gimmick of the like spit yeah. mask because uh, he's worried Steiner's going to spit in his face. Hundred percent, by the way. Chris Nowitzki, fantastic pro wrestler, by the way. Like so good, so great. So like his gimmick was mid card, obviously mid card asshole, but he was so good. Um, and Scott Steiner's in a sleeveless T-shirt wearing a chainmail hat. His shirt says Freak Freakzilla. Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> Freakzilla. All right, we're back into it. You're up first. Thank you. Well, first, I'd like to thank my esteemed colleague for being willing to take part in this gentlemanly debate. But I brought my mask just in case. Now, I would like to reiterate and expound the statements I made last week with the contention. I think first time can we expound. Skip, can we uh, can we skip? We could just skip Nowitzki. Yeah, we're gonna skip Nowitzki. <laughs> I just wanted to say we'll do a Nowitzki episode. Why not? We're going to run out soon. We're going to be doing like fucking Ralphus. Yeah, we're going to be doing a four-part uh, <laughs> a four-part um, alpha male Monty Brown episode. <laughs> let's really delve into what he Yeah, did. let's really go. The whole time when he came back and was Corvon, whatever the fuck. When oh, he Marcus got- Corvon. Can't be named Monty Brown. Why? Because that's his real name and he won a Super Bowl? Yeah, no. Marcus Corvon. The alpha male. I loved the alpha male in TNA. He was fucking great. He bounced. He bounced on people. All right. All right. We're going to go. I'm just going to skip ahead to Steiner. That's a pretty powerful point of view. All right. So it's just. Linda McMahon later ran for Senate. Yeah. They had lawyers, journalists. Michael Cole was a war broadcaster. Who do they get to moderate the debate? The man who has been accused of pedophilia so many times, I'm just going to have to assume he's up to some naughty shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he for sure fucks dangerously young women. 
But you know. Scott Steiner, your rebuttal. See, throughout my career, I've wrestled in a lot of countries, but without a shadow of a doubt, the United yeah. States of America <laughs> is the greatest country of them all. Just men and mustaches See, losing their goddamn mind. Literally, Scott Steiner in this moment looks the way Donald Trump sounds. <laughs> Steiner, oh man, so good. Like it's because ex- it's exactly what like oh this Harvard graduate's bad, but the guy who fucking the guy who fucking named himself Freakzilla and literally threatens rape every twenty five seconds yeah. is the good guy. Free and the home of the brave, and one of those freedoms is freedom of speech, the right to state your opinion. But as the saying goes, opinions are like a- everybody. There he goes, one. already swearing on national TV. <laughs> Even a master debater like yourself. Pause. He said he jacks off. Big <laughs> point Steiner. Okay, here's the thing. First of all, America's great. Second of all, you jack off too much. Chris Nowinski makes valid points about the validity of an actual armed conflict. Scott Steiner says, America's great. You come by yourself, I'll come with a woman. So can you summarize? Just so he literally made a three-minute being like, "We don't know why we're going." Like, it's, and remember, he's supposed to be the bad guy. And no, but that's that's the great thing about they've always said that. But that's the great thing about some bad guys, where it's like they have points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, a great a great heel thinks he's right. Like that's what makes them. That's just like a guy you don't like in real life. They yeah, right. That's why a lot of people don't like me is because I'm so fucking right all the time. That's not true. And I'm handsome. See, we as a country, we didn't start this thing. Terrorists started this. Terrorism started this. When they hijacked planes, flew in the buildings on 9-11. Terrorism started this, and Iraq has been known to harbor, finance, support, and even train terrorism. They started it. Terrorism started. Pause. This is great. I, if he could name three newspapers, I'll lose my fucking mind. <laughs> this is great. This is why, but this is legit why I stopped watching wrestling for like three years. Because when they got into the fucking uh, war shit, I was like, "This is <laughs> this don't know. I don't want to. I don't want Vince McMahon telling me how the war is every fucking week." Yeah, no, definitely not. Terrorism drew first blood on 9/11. Pause. <laughs> Terrorism drew first blood on 9-11 as a tattoo I'm getting on my neck. <laughs> it also sounds like he said terrorism drew the first blood, first blood, and I let it as if he was like, take your best shot, <laughs> and then I'm coming for you. <laughs> Kill as many of my citizens as you need. Uh, here's what I'm going to throw out there. Here's the solution to ISIS. You just send Scott Steiner over there being like, yeah, this is our what? No bombs. Just this guy. Who's this guy? Oh, he's a fake fighter from the 90s. <laughs> What's on his chest? Oh, that's a that's a, a a sword that's also a cross going into a giant heart that he's had tattooed to look like a necklace. Is he Christian? No, he believes he is God. He uh yeah, and he's also uh when he got that he was forty eight. Sweet ass, we're gonna get even. <laughs> not, that was not a tattoo it. from his youth. Fucking right. There are thousands of Americans, men and women, who are fighting for our freedom, making the ultimate sacrifice. They're the real heroes, and I support them. So you, the Dixie Chicks, all those Hollywood numbnuts. Hollywood numbnuts. <laughs> Dixie Chicks, call them out. That don't support our 
Sanders can go straight to hell. Get the fuck out of the country, Nowitzki. Just don't let the, wasn't I still the door a fan, hit you in the ass on the way out. Because it was because eight months after 9-11? <laughs> well, I've tried to tell you, to give you a fair warning, that your views are wrong. But apparently, the only kind of view that you understand, the only warning you understand, is one it takes about... Three minutes. All right, there we go. And then three-minute warning comes out, which I was a gimmick I loved. I loved three-minute warning. Also, let me just say I looked up briefly which wrestlers have come out in support of Donald Trump. Ted DiBiase, Kevin Nash. Nash seems like he'd be too cool for that. I got to be honest. I feel like Nash was the dick, but I'm like, all right, well, he's like. Yeah, but here's the thing you have to remember about Kevin Nash. He's 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 just a rich guy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Jerry Lawler. This one surprised me. Hulk Hogan. Oh, that one's surprising. I'm just surprised that he would say it out loud. Oh, because he was like, I dropped the N-bomb a bunch. Also, that guy building a wall got yeah. some fun ideas. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be like, yeah, you may want to back away from the supporting the definite race. Like, yeah. And number one, Vince McMahon. Of course. But yeah, but Vince McMahon is a lifelong Republican. Um, all right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a short break after the uh, revelation that uh, Vince McMahon is apparently a weirdo. We're going to take um, a short break. We're going to take a short break and come back with his beautiful, beautiful... Oh, we should... Um, uh, I'm sorry. We should actually click through really quickly the rest of his Fed run. Yeah, let's just do that because we, we have to get through his epic TNA run, which somehow was four years. Oh, he did? Okay. So Steiner... Uh, immediately it is feud with the whiskey. Then he feuds with La Resistance because you remember when uh, the French wouldn't go to Iraq, so they were like, "Oh yeah, well in our cafeteria we call our French fries freedom, freedom fries. fries." So good. Um, he uh, turns heel on Stacy Keebler, belly to belly suplexing her. Her and Test have one of the final matches for a woman in uh, WWE. Guys, history. if you don't remember the uh, late nineties, how many 90s times were Stacy Keebler won in a match? Like three or four. How many times was Stacy Keebler just thrown around the ring like she was impervious to pain? So good, I love it. But her in particular, and also what and a rally! She dated George Clooney. That's the thing is, you're like Stacy Keebler could literally, if she closes her eyes and like, what happened in the two thousands? Oh. Yeah. There was that time when that man from New Jersey named Bubba um, basically dry humped me yep. after a powerbomb. Yep. There was that other time when a man from Michigan who had uh, implants um, for his pecs um, threw me around the ring like I was a fucking idea. Mm-hmm. And then I dated the most str- scrumptious gentleman in America. <laughs> and then I, da- and then I uh, dated... It's so weird that Stacy, like that, that chick who uh, whose puss puss I almost saw every week dated George Clooney. It's also weird that she also Who's Justin Timberlake dating now? Oh. He's actually dating gorgeous George. <laughs> the the lady from WCW. Guys, you're not going to believe it, but Johnny Depp left his wife and now is dating the ghost of China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just dating fucking Christy Hemi. They're having a good time. I, right. I Christy Hemi gets shit. I think I've jacked off to her more than any other diva. She just looked like she'd do it. That's exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> she, just, she just had a thing that uh, none of the mother did. I'm attracted to goers, man. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and on that, 
The most Scott Steiner thing we could have said. We're going to break. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review the wrestler review on itunes it really helps us out we do this podcast for free we have we've been so lazy we haven't even set up one of those paypal things not only that we won't set up paypal things because wrestling fans have integrity and no money and no money no fucking Mm -hmm. money but what we do have is uh existence on this plane so please let us know that you're out there email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com like us on twitter the wrestler review follow us on instagram at Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. Hashtag Attracted to Goers. Now, um, Attracted to Goers. Oh, also, we should have said uh, him and Test formed a tag team uh, when they both realized they hated women. Uh, <laughs> and they definitely should have gone with the name Test for Steroids. Nice. Test for Steinroids. Fuck. So now a bunch of goddamn bullshit happens uh, for the next uh, two years. He gets... He basically got injured and then subsequently was fired from uh, WWE yeah. for being injured, which is hilarious because they always talk about like how cold-blooded was WCW to fire Steve Austin when he was injured. But every time anyone actually gets injured, we fire them too. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Unless you're John Cena. Uh, then he did because, well, he does steroids directly into the injury until it's better again. Here's my question. Where the fuck is Scott Steiner's money? Because this guy doesn't seem to be able to stop working. Maybe he just looked because that's what they say. They say the thing about why Jack Briscoe was so impressive and why that Briscoe Auto Brothers thing mm. is such because usually even if you don't need the money, you just keep on working because it's like fucking like imagine if you were if uh, you were still if you were rich and famous, wouldn't you still do stand up? Because you just it's not it's, it's not even the money do, or yeah. something to do. It's just kind of like I like people cheering for me. Yeah, it's what I do. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Imagine if you just like, also it's like you take your shirt off and everyone's like, you're the toughest motherfucker in the world, even though it's fake and you're going to win. I know you know you're going to win the whole time. I do miss, by the way, the constant references to the Briscoe Brothers Body Shop and how they just give them free advertisements during the Attitude yeah, Era. it was great. Because that, that was a shirt I would have bought if they had sold Briscoe Brothers Auto Body shirts, which you know they wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Well, just go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Is there one? sponsor. I'm sure there's a Briscoe Brothers Body Shop one. All right, so uh, you look up the Briscoe Brothers. Uh, yeah, you keep talking. Well, I'll keep talking. You talk about his independent time, and then we're going to get to when it all... Re- I can't believe I'm saying it. Once he gets to TNA, that's when the wheels really start to come off. The crazy thing is, he was in TNA longer than WCW and WWE. Holy shit, you're right. Four years. No, uh, he comes back. He comes back and forth. He come- There's another year... There's uh, five years. Holy fuck, there is a Briscoe Brothers Body Shop uh, yeah, of t-shirt. There is. Of course there is. He's fucking... Just because you stop wrestling doesn't mean you're still not a carny. Um, I want that shirt so badly. So Steiner debuts in uh, TNA at Destination X uh, 2006, which basically... And I will say this. Scott Steiner is important because up until this point, TNA has been very good. Uh, they're on Spike TV. Uh, they're showcasing AJ Styles in the X Division. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's still doing being mini Triple H, which he always will be. But um, he debuts as uh, Jeff Jarrett's bodyguard. Uh, and if I'm not well, this is the back half. This is the back half of when fucking TNA was great. Mm-hmm. I would say TNA's 2004 to 2007 is their golden age. Yes. 
Because I guess sort of Scott Steiner comes in, and then soon you're going to get Bischoff. I think it's only six months. It's when Jerry Jarrett, literally Jerry Jarrett, is their booker. Huh? When they go to uh, okay. TNN, at that point it was still TNN. No, it was um, Spike. It was Spike when Raw was on it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's Spike. When they go to Spike, Jerry Jarrett's their booker, and it's just like a Southern wrestling company. And then the Jerry Jarrett. The, and then WWE just hires Jerry Jarrett like fuck these guys and then it's all like they get Vince Russo and then it all goes downhill as we'll uh, detail in an upcoming episode also this is something I'm just noticing Scott Steiner's belly button is a disaster <laughs> he made himself have an Audi yeah he gave himself a fucking hernia he steroided himself into an Audi um, so Steiner goes into a pretty much immediately goes into a feud with Samoa Joe uh, where all he does is call him fat. Um, Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but the thing about that feud is... Samoa it's Joe like when Picasso m- found painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. But Samoa Joe, at this point, is the meal undoubtedly going to be the meal ticket in TNA. Yeah. Steiner basically fucking ruins it by like... It's this weird thing where, he, yes, he beats Scott Steiner, but he doesn't make him tap to the coquina uh, clutch. Um <laughs> So it's kind of this half jobbing mm-hmm. that he does. And Steiner is also like not mobile enough to make Joe look good. Because the other thing about you have to remember is Samoa Joe, this is Scott Steiner, is his first feud outside of junior heavyweights. So he's the first guy he clotheslines and the guy doesn't like have the acrobatics to like flip and land on his own head and then bounce up into a muscle buster, in which he then bounces five feet in the air and is caught for a, for a rear naked choke. Like... Scott Steiner, he's wrestling like an old man. Yeah. Samoa Joe. And it's is not like a five minute match. It's like, and Steiner's doing shit that, like, like Steiner's supposed to be the heel. Joe's supposed to be the badass babyface. But Steiner brings back the Frankensteiner during this time. Like, he's just doing shit to, like, put himself over. Also, why would you bring back the Frankensteiner in your fucking 40s? Because people like it. Like, it makes I love sense it. as a fucking babyface thing. But Jesus fucking Christ. As a move, it's also fantastic. Although, yeah, he made up he made up like a staple. Scott Steiner, crazy monster. Obviously, we made fun of him in the previous break, but you can't take this away from him. He made up a staple of junior heavyweight wrestling, and he's two hundred and sixty pounds. Did he invent the fucking? Yeah, that was his move. Frankensteiner? No, yeah. I thought it came from Mexico, and he fucking brought. I don't think that's true. All right. Well, you looked that up. Um. So, at Victory Road, uh, he faces Joe, Sting, and Christian Cage. This is when TNA makes their big move um, on the WWF. Like, they get Christian, who at that time is, if you imagine, like, how Dolph Ziggler was in, like, 2012. Yeah. He's got a lot of, like, indie cred and was fucking great. And Christian was the first guy to, like, choose to go to TNA. He's not just scraps. Um, comes in as Christian Cage, uh, and is great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and Steiner is really just kind of, uh, <laughs> he's kind of just hanging around there. Um, we're going to get to the good part though. And that's the Steiner brothers reunion. Uh, when they face team 3d in one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life, they put Scott on a table and it just falls over slowly. Yeah. Also, you are right. He did invent that. Yes, I am. Did you look up Frankensteiner.com and I came back with uh, a hell yeah? 
Yeah, it came back with a picture of your face giving me the double bird, and you're naked, and I liked it. <laughs> do you want to talk about the P.D. Williams, uh, Scott Steiner? I certainly do. I want to just talk about this era in TNA is just, as a quick overview, talk about you have all the ingredients to make a delicious pizza and for some reason attempt to make a hamburger. Yeah, it's it's very depressing in that like Scott Steiner, the thing about... They don't let him not be in the main event. Yeah, and you don't need any of these guys to be in the main event. Put your new guys in the main event and put these guys in opening matches as an attraction. Instead, they were like, like Kevin Nash was there for like nine years. And I think he wrestled one match, maybe. Like, it's fucking insane. <laughs> um, yeah, he's absolutely. But that's the thing. They. The entirety of uh, Steiner's TNA run, and it's good that they let him do this rather than uh, the way they do it in the Fed, which is the way they do it in the Fed, he would have just been crystallized to one word they could sell on a t-shirt, but like they let him go out there every single fucking week and just say a new weird thing. Like... He starts like being a dick to Samoa Joe, so Samoa Joe starts carrying a knife and threatening him with a knife, and Steiner just keeps like Steiner just starts going like, "What are you gonna do with that knife, fat ass? I'm gonna fucking cut you. You turn into chicken, you fat, fat, <laughs> fat bitch. How'd you go beat me? I'm a wrestler, chip. He's fat. Also, <laughs> Joe, you fat. Fun footnote: recently revealed by Bruce Bruce Pritchard, the WWF has looked uh, looked at Samoa Joe many times, yeah. and the main issue was. Uh, Vince McMahon couldn't get over how fat Samoa Joe was and so would never let him in the company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, you can... <laughs> Isn't that the best where it's like, wait, what? what's his actual reason? He thinks he's fat. No, but that's his body type. He's Samoan. Like He could work out all he wants and he would still be that size. Yeah, still fat though. All right, so I'm going to play some uh, TNA, some Samoa Joe, uh, Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner, I've got to ask you, how did your closed-door meeting go with Kurt Angle earlier tonight? Did you and Kevin, were you able to talk him down? Talk him down? Why would I want to talk him down? See, if I was pissed off, I want nobody to talk me down. See, Kurt Angle has a side to him is as dark as mine. And if I was pissed off, I want not nobody to talk me down. See, the front line, they think they got an advantage now. They think it's going to make us weaker. No, the same goes, whatever doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Okay. Main event mafia... He, do you think he's, like, just, is he, like, can't gather his thoughts well, or does he have CTE, or is it both? I think that it's worse. I think he thinks he's making complete sense and doesn't understand why we don't get it. (laughs) Because in the same way that a dog will bark at you to tell you that it needs to go outside, but it won't just go, it won't, and it'd be like, I let him know, and then I shit on the carpet. And he went, oh, oh, and then shit on the carpet. And he's like, yeah, I told you. In the same way Scott Steiner is like, how was your open door meeting? I don't meet people. I'll tell you what meeting means in my house. It means you're getting fucked by me with my dick, which is big. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. Like, because it's like, uh, we're going off script here, Scott. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck you. I'll fuck your mom. All right, good. That was what we needed. <laughs> we're going to be strong because of this. We just got to work out a few kinks. Gotcha. Okay, moving right along. I've got to bring up another subject. Samoa Yo, Joe. First you off, you want to work out with me? 
Take your clothes off and lay on that bench. Whoa. This, by the way, was clearly taped. This was taped, and that was not in the... <laughs> that woman... We can't have uh, female peop- females uh, interview Scott anymore. It's getting too real. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Well, Scott Steiner... I'm not going to say it was sexual harassment, but it was. Now, in this main event mafia time, they're fighting against the TNA frontline. Which no, is- no, no, no. We're, we, we haven't... The, uh, the piece de resistance has not happened yet. Oh. Seriously. Take clothes off, lay down on that bench. You want to work out with me? No. What else you want to know? Uh, Samoa Joe, you heard his threat last week. Threats? You call those threats? Just because he cuts his hair and paints his face? You think he's threatening me? I beat him before, I'll beat him again. He's still a fat bastard. The only way I'd be afraid of him if I was smothering a Twinkie or I was dressed as a hamburger. Why would I be afraid of him? I'm going to beat Samoa Joe worse than I've ever been before. You got that? Now go take your clothes off. I'm working off. Huh? <laughs> he screwed up the phrase working out. Yeah. Let's get, take your clothes off. I'm working off. Right. <laughs> so good. And then Samoa Joe puts the weight on his thing but um that's the thing scott steiner's fucking great in tna he's fucking great but you can't have him say that shit about your fucking clearly your best wrestler and clearly no. the future of your company I, I completely agree and also but is a classic tna problem which is like um the year was 1999 and he was somewhat important to that company yeah so he gets to do whatever he wants <laughs> then there's TNA Frontline. The amount of times TNA did the NWO gimmick is shocking. Well, the amount of stables, like, all right, so Scott Steiner is stable free up until 1998. And then he's in, like, NWO. And, all right, NWO. Magnificent Seven. Yep. NWO, a reformed NWO. NWO 2000. Wolfpack. Okay, we're doing that. So, all right, no, no, wolf he pack, no, he was no, white. he was never in the fucking wolf pack. It goes like this: NWO, NWO Hollywood with Hogan. Hogan leaves to become president, becomes leader of NWO uh, Hollywood. Okay, they reform the NWO as like that crazy like NWO black, white, and red. Definitely yeah. in that. That all splits up. He's part of NWO two thousand. Yeah, that splits up. He's part of the Millionaires Club. Okay. Then he's part of the Magnificent Seven. We're already at six, by the way. Mm -hmm. Comes into WWF, not part of any stable, but part of a tag team with Test. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give that a half. So it's six. Don't give him a half because he's in tag teams. He's always tagged. Still at six. Joins TNA. Faction free until the main event Mafia seven. Mm -hmm. And then I think he, I don't think he's in Fortune or Immortal. I think, yeah, it's seven. I think he's in seven f- factions. Let's just check. I forget if he's in Fortune. I don't think he's in Fortune or Immortal. But he is like, he goes in with beer money towards the end of it. So, all right. He, oh, he joins <laughs> Christian's Coalition as well. Oh, Yeah. So, just a short-lived Christian stable. He wrestled Kurt Angle in what, like, 10 years ago would have been a pretty good match. And then uh, it's bad. (laughs) It's very bad. He does a very bad job with that. Because that's the thing. You can't... He is mid-card comedy. Or, like, a good bodyguard guy. Like, they use him... It's kind of weird to say, but they kind of use him really well in TNA. Because he's... You can't... 
it's this weird thing where he can't be a babyface, really, no. but he also can't be a heel. Well, also, he's, a, he's too fucking funny. He's too funny to be a heel and too much of an actual rapist to be cheered. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't have this man. It's basically what I like to call the Cosby syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> All right, so Steiner, some of his more... Uh, some of his uh, before the Millionaires Club, we want to say uh, he was in the PD. Uh, he he does the whole PD Williams thing, um, where he takes on PD Williams as his protege, leading some pretty good uh, Steiner teaching PD Williams stuff, like good mid card stuff. If which is once again would be great if it wasn't for the fact that PD Williams in this in TNA is one of their more talented performers and a lifeline for them. Right? Yeah. So you're basically sacrificing a guy who, in the Canadian Destroyer, had one of the better finishing moves in the last 15 years of pro wrestling uh, to now <laughs> a steroid man. Yeah. Who. Uh, Creaky Uncle Racist. Yeah. And uh, there's also some. Here's some great stuff uh, from Bully Ray and Scott Steiner in uh, TNA. Here's the thing about Steiner. Um, like most wrestling fans, I have a black spot when it comes to TNA. I will admit that. Um, but the one thing I'm very aware of is Scott Snyder in T- Like, <laughs> TNA to me was AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, that triple threat match. Um, I watched a bit when Russo had the book again, when Matt Morgan was per- basically doing a gimmick where he was Venom. Yep. And had the elevator. And uh, oh, Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle that first match, and uh, then Scott Steiner being silly. Here's another Scott Steiner being silly with Bully Ray. What a night so far here at Turning Point and tag team action is coming up next. Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. With the largest arm in the world, Jack. Look at that Bane. Bully Ray set to do battle against Mr. Anderson and the Monster Abyss. Abyss, you big stupid freaking idiot! You got nothing to blame but yourself for a mortal beating you down. And Anderson, if I had a dollar for every time I kicked your ass, just relax, just flex. It's great because (laughs) Bully Ray keeps trying to do like crowd control where it's like, just let me do this fucking promo. It's great. For every time I beat your ass, I'd be rich. Bubba, I am rich. Will you relax? This match is gonna be easy. This is a walk in the park. See, I know all Biss's weaknesses. I know his likes, his dislikes. See, I went to parts unknown to where he's from. I found his girlfriend, and trust me, I went to the ugly part of parts unknown, <laughs> and I know all his weaknesses. <laughs> he fucked his girlfriend. She's ugly. <laughs> between these rednecks here with no teeth and a billy goat. Well, that's the good news. The bad news is, when we beat them, you got a date with us. <laughs> I'm not going out. You go out. Pause. No, 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 listen. <laughs> Why hey. are you pausing? What do you have to add to this? I'm gonna, what, what do you have to say that's at all funnier than this? I'm just going to point the out. The source material is too good. I'm going to just point out the vacuous pause that Bubba Ray makes after the, like, and you got a date with her. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Because that's the thing with, for for Bubba. We'll do an episode on the on Bubba and Devon separately, and then the Dudleys. But for Bubba, this is his best fucking work. Like they're like, you're one of the top guys. By He's far. amazing. He's amazing as Bully Ray. She's not only ugly, 
She's fat. Do you gentlemen realize who you're in the ring with? She's Tag fat. team greatness. Tag team royalty. You're in the ring with one half of the greatest tag team of all time. And Scott Steiner, too. We're coming after you. We're hey. going to be. I'm the greatest tag team of all time. You just get out there and flex your. Just do this. Oh, I love it. Just do this. What does that even mean? She's fat. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Uh, we're running at like an hour ten right now. Um, <laughs> oh, John shit out some of the splunkies. Hour eight. All right. Well, we're gonna quickly. Uh, we're gonna quickly just wrap up. Uh, Scott Center was in Fortune. Was he? I yep. think everyone was in Fortune. Immortal and Fortune were two separate factions, and then <laughs> Steiner came in and saved. What well, he saved, uh, Kurt Angle from Fortune or some bullshit like that. I mean, I don't care. No, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to. The thing is, we're gonna be reviewing people whose entire careers took place in TNA. So we're just gonna have to watch. Six years of TNA goddamn wrestling. <laughs> I see. I watched a lot of it. I I stuck with TNA. I remember all of this. This is when I started stopped watching it. Is basically after Team 3D broke up, Bubba Ray rose to the fucking occasion and became a great heel. I watched again briefly during Aces and Eights because I was like, they're gonna fuck this up so bad, and oh my god, they did. But wasn't the thing where everyone hated AC Aces and Eights? Uh, no, because Aces and Eights at the beginning, Aces and Eights was supposed to be um, a way to get Hogan out of the company, all this sort of stuff, and they balked at the last minute. It was a great first chapter because they did a couple of things with invasion angles that they'd never done before. For example, the company wouldn't let them wrestle for like two months because it's like, these guys, we don't know if they're wrestlers. They're just attacking our company. They'd have whole episodes where they couldn't get in the building, shit like that. And it was just a good way of building it up. That is nothing to do with Scott Steiner, so it's not important. What is important is that um, they did not renew his contract. Oh, no, that was Petey Williams. I'm trying to figure out why he left TNA. He left TNA because he started uh, posting weird shit on Twitter. Uh, That's what it was. Here's an official Scott Steiner statement. Can somebody send TNA's booking team uh, of Pritchard and Hogan and Bischoff videos from uh, Rinka King? Booking Hogan in a sex tape won't help ratings. What an embarrassment to TNA and Spike TV. Brother, wait. His ex-wife said he was gay. So who's gay in the sex tape? There it is. <laughs> Read my tweets, people. I'm not blasting TNA. If I do, I will let you know. Right now, I'm trying to save TNA because it's the Titanic and it's sinking fast because Hogan and Bischoff are doing the same bullshit they did to destroy WCW. It took them one and a half months to drive TNA to its lowest ratings ever. The best way to save... It is to jump off and be the voice for the guys. Bitter? I have nothing to be bitter about. I have a contract extension signed by TNA officials that turned out to be wrong. That under circumstances I would not sign. H- how a paped <laughs> like he? This is the thing. He knows his gimmick and it's misspelling shit. Like so, <laughs> he's like if you read this, I'll I'll post it as a link on the episode info. But if you read this shit. He also, like, he spells, here's how he spells appropriate. Um, Let me find appropriate. He f- spells appropriate 
A P P and then a dash A T E. That's how I spell it. App 8. Who wants to eat my app? So he gets tired for basically being like, this place fucking sucks. Which is weird because he's one of the part of the reason, like, it's not like he was jobbing to all of, like, up and coming guys being like, yeah, you know what? I really need to put over Petey Williams. No. He fucking. No. Basically, his advice was Petey Williams was like, you you be be me. Steiner joined. (laughs) Steiner was in Immortal and Fortune. (laughs) All right. And uh, you know what? He was in Charmed as well. So he was in an episode of the... Yeah, where he played a wrestler. It was a great idea. He was uh, <laughs> it was an episode. He was in an episode of the TV show Charmed. So he's really done it all. Um, <laughs> he was <laughs> accused of accosting Hulk Hogan's ex-wife at an airport and making death threats. So that's <laughs> the career... Of my favorite man, Scott Steiner. Now, John. Yes, darling. What is your favorite thing about Scott Steiner? My favorite thing about Scott Steiner would have to be... Promos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) His promos. The, uh... Yeah, I mean... All right. Well, (laughs) my least favorite thing about Scott Steiner... Mine's pretty great. Really? What is it? I'll tell you after you tell me. <laughs> okay, here's my least favorite thing. Here's my least favorite thing. Um, I guess you'd have to be. You have to say his work rate. But that is as Scott Steiner, the singles wrestler, not as Scott Steiner, the tag team wrestler, because Scott Steiner, the tag team wrestler, was absolutely fucking fantastic. Um, it's just that he didn't really come up with his money persona. Until it was all too late, you know? And also, him as a person is abysmal. Like, he's an abysmal person. (laughs) You can't, like... There's been way too many allegations of him uh, stepping up on lay days. And also, by the way, apparently been married quite happily the entire time. A lie? Oh, for sure. (laughs) Maybe he is happily married. Maybe he just... Maybe his wife's like, we're in an open relationship because I'm under the standing that no one would ever fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) No one's going to fuck tennis ball arms here. Here's what you didn't see. I don't ask him. I got a fucking hard dick. I got a pretty pussy, bitch. All right. And uh, what's your least favorite thing about Scott T? He's not, he's not back on TV. Yep. They're going to have to put the Steiner. General manager Scott Steiner. They're going to have to put. It's <laughs> just a. Just a they will have to put the Steiner b- brothers into the Hall of Fame at some point. Yeah. And that oh, means that means he gets a speech. They don't actually have to. They can just be like, "No Hall of Fame this <laughs> year." We're worried. Yeah. No. Well, because they're running out. He's it's too close to Sasha Banks. Stop yeah, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh oh. He's in the same stadium as Ashley Flair. Oh, <laughs> Ashley Flair's dead. Why did he kill Ashley Flair? Something to do with her grandmother not being a slut. <laughs> you want to see them titties. Yeah. My, and I'm going to say my favorite thing about Scott Steiner. You already I like the promos. chain mail. No, you don't. I love the chain mail. This I cha- think the chain mail thing is fucking great. I think it's a great gimmick. I don't I don't understand how no one ever did it before. It's great. The chain mail hat. You love the chain mail hat? I love the chain mail. Chain mail with sunglasses is something that I didn't think would be my favorite thing, but it is. Um, Mo, so you are more mis- you're more serious than Oprah. That was 
just child cum. <laughs> child cum in your bum bum. Um, so that's our episode of Scott Steiner. And now, please enjoy the end of this episode, which will be as many goddamn Scott Steiner promos as I can rip. I want this to be a 90-minute episode. So I want now you're going to listen to... 15 minutes of Scott <laughs> Steiner promos. Well, idiot just dropped his shit computer. <laughs> I didn't. Idiot like, bitch. Shit computer. I caught it. Bitch. I caught it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Idiot fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bye-bye. Oh, the freaks. Wanna fuck me? I'll be at the Ramada. Suck. Let me just make if this. If gay, w- that's bad. Here's Scott the one Steiner. thing I just realized before we end. Scott Steiner and Ric Flair's promos are essentially the same. Just shockingly, Ric Flair was more polite with about fucking everyone's women. <laughs> well, Ric Flair moved around more, so it made more sense. Scott Steiner just kind of like very woodenly stood there <laughs> and told you he's gonna like it made it seem like Ric Flair made it seem like he was playing a character. Where Scott Steiner was like, "This guy's gonna try and uh, this guy's gonna try and take it." Uh, all right, we're headed to parts unlo- unknown, and Unloan. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. And <laughs> no, we're gonna fuck your ugly girlfriend. <laughs> bye bye. I love you. Oh, wait. No, one last thing. Okay. Everyone go find the fan promo with Scott Steiner. That's being played. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the ones being played for sure. Ready? Harlem Heat, Booker T, Stevie Ray, you hurt my brother. You put him in the hospital, and I had to go to Parts Unknown and find a new partner. Well, I found that partner. It's Smith Totical. Come on in here, boy. Tell him what we're going to do Stevie Ray and Booker T. You know what? We're going to take you out before you even get to the ring. We're going to go out drinking, partying, getting up and having all fun with all the hot ladies. Fuck you women. Oh, yeah. Going. <laughs> Plenty of fucking going on tonight. And guess what? We're going to screw you over. We're going to give you the, all the nasty-ass leftovers. And they're going to... Then what we're going to do? You, well, we're going to fuck the women again. We're going to fuck them again. But guess what? All those nasty women... We just gave you a bunch of STDs, so you're so weak, we're going to just beat your ass in the ring, break your legs... Count one, two, three, and this is for you, Rick. We're gonna bury him. You got STDs? Oh hell, not me. I'm gonna give them that. They're, they're, they, they have STDs, really? Yeah, but if you got STDs, you gotta give it to them. No, you can't have not have STDs and not give it to them. Well, uh, no, you hell, fuck, no. You just tell them what girls you're fucking, and I'll I, stay away from them. No, no, we fucked the pretty ones. They fucked the ugly ones. Remember? Okay. The ugly ones have the STDs. Okay. So you're cool. You're, all right. Yeah, we're all good. Booker T, Stevie Ray, you guys are going down. Yeah. Rick and Scott Steiner, let me welcome you back. OT3D, you guys are out of your mind. Coming to Atlanta, Georgia, the place that the Steiner brothers got their start in professional wrestling. You guys are out of your mind making it a table match because tonight we're going to beat you at your own game. And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is if you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. And after his son done, we're going to have a tailgate party for all my freaks out there in Atlanta, Georgia. You wanted some? You got some. This is the big time, boys. You come down that aisle. The Steiner Brothers has got something for you. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's a dog pile. Ooh. Yeah, I heard I got Coley Rayer next week, but I don't believe it. See, I don't have even have a match tonight, but I'm still working out because I have nothing else to do. What am I going to do? That's what I do. What am I going to do? Play the guitar? I can't play the guitar. All I do is beat people up. I question myself, what is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love he. I know he loves sugar. 
I check my pocket, I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. Bully Ray, you got one week to come up with an imaginary set of balls to get in the ring with me. Because next week, I'm going to beat your ass. Because that's what I do.